It's going to be a little bit different from our normal um, Sunday message today. Um, you'll know if, if you come regularly that normally we, we, we have a time where we devote time to preaching the Word of God from the Bible. Um, we open up a passage, we go through a series, we explain what it means for our lives and we look to um, kind of uh, apply it to our lives. It's going to be a little bit different today. I'm not going to preach in the same way as that. I'm going to be um, doing a couple of things, really. One is that it's sort of an occasion for us to take stock. After last week, we had our fantastic launch uh, as a church where we appointed uh, Stephen Sandy as elders and kind of launched out. We're going to be sort of taking stock this morning, really, on where we're at as a church, reviewing some of the prophetic words that came last week um, during our, our morning together. And also, I wanted to take some time to launch our exciting new plan for life groups. <laughs> life groups are, um, are changing, and so I wanted to take a bit of time to uh, explain about that for this term. So, taking stock then, where are we at? Where has God taken us as Church Central, and why is this time significant? Why is it worth me standing up and uh, reflecting and saying a few words to uh, take stock of it? Well, um, you may know uh, that Southside is having its church launch today. So over at South, um, they're having uh, an appointment of elders, which is really exciting. So there's a number of elders. You may know Rich Pitt, who comes to preach. He's being made an elder there at Southside. Also, um, Andrew Edmondson, some of you might know, Tim Brown. Um, and then there's already the team of, of Jonathan and Johnny there as well. So they are having their own um, eldership team Established and Southside is being launched as a church. So as of today, we are now in a new territory as Church Central. Um, in a sense, the old Church Central has gone and the new has come, um, which is really exciting. We're now we're no longer one multi-site church. We're now three churches who relate together in close relationship. And there, there's quite a big sort of difference in that. I'm not going to review all the details of that because we've had it explained over, over time. If you want to review it, I recommend go back to um, the, the app or the website where you can review our old sermons, look up the church weekend away from last summer where it was all uh, very clearly explained and launched in terms of what was happening with the, the transformation of, of, us, of our church into three. And I think it's important for us here to mark this moment. And I was thinking about what is this like, what's happening in the church, How, you know, what, what's a parallel? And I, I, I was drawn really to the story um, that we looked at at our Remembrance Sunday service. You might remember back in November, uh, Pete Barks kind of led us through the story where the Israelites had been in the wilderness for 40 years and they cross over the Jordan River and they put these stones of remembrance in place where they remember what God has done and how God has taken them through the wilderness years and brought them into the promised land. And then they launch off into the promised land from there. And really, I thought that that's a little bit like, it might sound a bit overdramatic, but, but genuinely, I think that's a little bit like where we're at now. It's like we, we, we've crossed over from an older season, an older period of our life, and we've crossed over into a new season and a new period of our life together as a church. And I think it's important to mark this moment because it's important to be thankful. It's really important to be thankful to God for what he's done. And I know we talked about this a bit last week, but I wanted to just linger on it because I think it's important. He has led us through this last season um, of being a multi-site church in three different locations. And he is leading us into the new season. 
It's important to take stock and be thankful because we've been through a lot to get us here. Um, All of us have been through a lot, many of us faithfully serving over the last 10 years since this site was planted, Um, praying regularly, showing your commitment, and going through some pain in the process as well. I recognise that. And so like the Israelites in the desert, it's like God has brought us through, the faithful remnant, here we are. And he's brought us through to this exciting new time where where we're launching out uh, as a a new church. Um, We're launching out. Um, and it's something new, and it's something new that God is doing. And just like the Israelites, they had trepidation. They knew that Jericho was ahead of them. They knew that it wasn't all completely done. There was a lot still to do. But they knew that God had led them with a pillar of fire, a pillar of cloud. And they knew that God was going to lead them forward into purposes. And those purposes were good. And so I want to say thank you to you for your faithfulness, for your commitment over these years genuinely really heartfelt for me um, for all of you who've, who've expressed your faithfulness in various different ways to the church um, and also thank you to God for doing this and then really I just want to just want to take a few moments to think about well, where are we at now where are we going I'd love us I'd love to sort of catch us up in thinking about the church perhaps in a slightly different way than we have in the past you see what has changed now is that we are We're no longer kind of being led from a central base somewhere out there. We're being led from the ground. We have a team in place. We have leaders in place established. We are a church in our own right. And there is still a centre. There's still very much um, a sort of church central organisational structure. There's admin and finance support. There's there's leadership coaching and expertise that comes from, from Jonathan and other guys who are involved in the staff team. Um, there's the building that we have, there's preaching, um, there's training, there's leaders, as church leaders, we're gathering together regularly on a weekly basis to share wisdom, to walk out together what we're doing. So we're still really, really closely connected in relationship to the other churches as part of Church Central. We are in some sense still one in that sense. We're one in heart, we're one in vision. But it's a new day for us as Church Central West The land, in a sense, lies before us. And God's promised to bless us, as he did with the Israelites, to bless us and be with us as we go in. Whatever lies ahead of us, I know for 100% God is with us. Do you believe that? God is with us. It's wonderful. And I think that he's got a bright future for us. I really do. He's got a bright future for this church. And it's exciting what he's going to do through us. I don't really know what that's going to look like. Um, but he's going to lead us. He's going to speak to us. And this um, bright future, I think, is going to be a future of fruitfulness, um, bearing fruit as we dig into God. It's going to be a future of growth, both spiritual growth for us individually, growth in our walk with Jesus, growth in maturity. That's my heart for each one of you. But also new birth. I believe there's going to be new growth in terms of salvation, People coming to know Jesus, people joining us. And this bright future is a future in which the kingdom of God grows in our city. It's not just about us in this room. It's about the city, the area that we're in, the local area of Baird, the area that you live in. The kingdom of God coming in increasing measure as he works in and through us. So genuinely, that, that, that's the future that he has for us, I believe. And it's something that we can all uh, get to grips with and be excited about. So just a couple of quick 
words on terminology, okay, in this new season. Um, we are no longer West Site, okay? We can, we can drop the site now. Um, we are Church Central West. Say it, Church Central West. Church Central West. Nice and easy. It's not too big a change, but that, that, is who, that is who we are. To give it the full spiel, we are Church Central West, a local church which is part of a collective of churches called Church Central, seeking to make Jesus the most talked about person in Birmingham, to be for the good of the city and to impact nations. We're part of the wider New Frontiers Catalyst family of churches. That trips off the tongue nicely, doesn't it? <laughs> so if anyone asks you, what kind of church are you part of? That's what you can say. So what has God been saying to us? And I just wanted to um, pick up a little bit on some of the wonderful words that came last week as we were worshipping and as we were praying together. Um, because God is really, he really spoke during that time and we recorded some of those words and we've been reflecting on them this week and um, as you'll see they're pretty um, significant actually in what he's saying to us. He's, he's talking to us about firstly his delight in us. So we had that lovely word when Lucy was here with us, Lucy Mobley came back to visit she shared with us this, this, this thing, I am Hepzibah. Um, Hepzibah is this, is this character from the Old Testament she was the queen of King Hezekiah, and the name in Hebrew means one that is delighted in. And it's picked up again in Isaiah later on. And God speaks to, prophetically to his people and says, you are, you are to be happy. This is the name I'm giving you. So there's like a, a reminder for us that God wants to say to us at the start of this journey together that he delights in us, that he delights in this church. He loves us. He loves each one of us individually. He loves us as a body. He really, really does. He loves us with his everlasting love. And Hepzibah also means there's a sense of, of, of guarding and protecting as well. So he loves us, he delights in us, and he's promised to guard and to protect us as well. Isn't that wonderful? A great thing to, to be as, as a church. He is with us in that. He's loving us and protecting us. There was another word that came last week, um, which was from Steve Bav which was um, about a gear change. He was prophesying to sort of myself and to the leaders, um, but it was a wider application as well. He said that God is, is like a gear change happening and we're changing up a gear. Now, when you, when you drove here this morning, hopefully not skidding around in the, in the ice too much, hopefully got here safely in one piece, most of us... There's obviously a story there. <laughs> but most of us, we, we managed to get here. And uh, at some point, you probably changed gear. You didn't drive here in first gear, I hope. Um, but, but you would have changed up. And when you change your gear, I'm not a mechanic, but when you change gear, what, you, what you're doing is you're, you're sort of instructing your car. You're putting your engine into a new way of operating. Um, you're getting it ready to move further and faster. Yeah, when you go from second to third or when you go from first to second... You re-engage the engine and it's ready to go further and to go faster. And so that's what God's saying to us. That's what he's doing. There's a gear change happening. He's preparing us to go red, to go further and to go faster. It's pretty cool, huh? That's, that's what God is saying. Um, and so this means we, we have changed gear. God is readying us for movement. He's readying us to go further in his purposes. And in a sense, if you think about those Israelites who just crossed the Jordan, that was where they were at. They were ready. God had readied them to take the land. They had a new leader. They had Joshua, a young warrior, 
who God had said, be bold and strong and courageous, do not fear, you can lead these people into the promised land. And, um, and in a way, they were ready, they were mobilised for action. They weren't just going to camp at the side of the Jordan and say, this is it. And so for us, there's a, there's a stepping up and a stepping into God's purposes for all of us. And one of the things that Steve said as he applied his word last week was that it's about a stepping up. There's a stepping up that's happening. And so just as a point of application, we can each ask, what does that mean for me? What does it mean for me to step up? Um, And this is something that God is doing. This is a season of stepping up. This is a time of stepping up. There's an opportunity, a huge opportunity for each of us to step up and to take ownership in different ways of what's going on in church. I think, I think Steve and Sanju have modelled this really well um, in terms of being men who've been prepared to step up and be put their head above the parapet and say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll consider becoming an elder and, and, and leading and taking on that servant role and taking more responsibility. Um, you will know these guys. They're, they're not the kind of guys who push themselves forward or say, like, yes, yes, you know, Give me a leadership position. You know, these are men who are like humble guys who have gone through this process and have, and have really stepped up. Um, and I think that's commendable. And I think there's something that God's doing in that. So there's others as well that he wants to see step up. And just to encourage you, um, in the last month, we have had two or three new kids team members. Um, one new team leader of a Sunday kind of ministry. Today, we're going to be announcing seven new life group leaders and co-leaders. So it's happening. There's a stepping up happening along the church. And so there's an invitation to each of us. Maybe the question is, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to step up? Because there's gold out there. Each of us have got something to give to the body of Christ. Um, And so we'd love to have those conversations with you and with the other leaders in terms of how are you going to step up? Maybe it will mean stepping up to lead. Maybe for you it's, it's that thing that you want to do, that thing that you want to see. Maybe God's put a passion in your heart and you, you want to see our church get involved in something that we don't currently do. I'd love to speak to you about that if that's you. Maybe it's just bringing your worship contribution on a Sunday morning. You know, it could be various different ways. You may feel like you don't have much to offer, but why don't you offer what you have and see how God can multiply? That's a great principle. So changing gear and stepping up is one thing. Just quickly, I want to to just address something that could hold us back in this area, and that is fear. Fear is a big problem for um, many of us, and we need to be aware of it. And this is a season to be courageous, to step up. God is with us, but the unknown can be scary, right? The unknown change can be difficult. Most of us struggle with change in one degree or another. And so I just want to encourage us in this season to to be aware of that. But let's not give in to fear. Let's combat it. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. That's the spirit that God has given us, his own presence, his own Holy Spirit lives inside of each one of us that trusts in Jesus, his spirit. And so he says to Timothy, fan fan into flame that gift that's been given to you because 
It's not a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of power, love and self-discipline. Time to exercise faith. As uh, Steve was exhorting us last, last Sunday, this, come on, let's have faith. It's a time of faith. In the message, um, Eugene Peterson's translation of this passage, it says, God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts. It's not a time to be shy. It's a time to step up and to give what you've got. And I want to encourage you. Here's, here's my, my pledge, my promise to you. We're not going to suddenly change everything. We're not going to reinvent the wheel. We're not going to suddenly completely transform everything. We want to lead wisely, diligently and well and want to lead us through. But we're also not just going to tick along either. This is a season when God has got stuff for us as a church. And so we're going to go somewhere. That's what I believe. God's going to take us somewhere. I don't quite know where, but I, I've, I just have such a sense that he's doing that. It's like he's, he's put everything in place now for that to happen. But I don't want fear and timidity to be part of our future together. Do you? No, I don't think we do. Um, and so God can, can help us to deal with that. And really the main, the main, the really significant word, in fact there were two things brought last week that I want to just um, focus on now, is this idea of digging deeper. Um, digging deeper. So Pete Barks brought a word last week from Matthew 6 or 7, uh, where Jesus talks about, build your life on my words, you'll be like that man who's building his house on the rock. And his encouragement to us was dig deeper in this season, deeper into the rock, build those foundations lower and stronger. Now what Pete didn't know was that this is exactly what is on my heart for us in this season. And and you'll see with the plan we're going to reveal this morning for life groups, this is really what we're doing. We're working on our foundations. Also what Pete didn't know is that we are going to be having a preaching series later this year on the Sermon on the Mount. So Matthew 5 to 7, those, that very passage, those very words of Jesus that he encourages us to build his life, our lives on, on his words. Um, so that's happening later on, so Easter through to the summer. We're going to be having a preaching series on the Sermon on the Mount. Dave Holmes also um, came and, and shared last week in, in terms of us holding on to the professions of faith that we are founded upon. He talked about these professions of faith as being like our pillars that we build on. So his encouragement was to us as the leaders, but to all of us to do that. And so this idea of digging deep, this idea of sinking down even further into the truth that we believe, I think is something that God's doing. It's almost like we've crossed the Jordan, but before we go out, we're going to spend some time working on our foundations. I think our foundations are good, but we need to dig them deeper. And if we do that, we'll be more fruitful. God will be able to take us where he wants us to go. And it's good to focus on our being because our doing needs to flow out of our being. What we do for God needs to flow out of who we are. Who we are is much more important. So we want to spend the next term really focusing on that question of our being, of who we are, our identity, as Christians. And so, are you ready for the big reveal? Okay, this is where it gets practical. This is, <laughs> I like the drum, drum, drum roll, that's good. 
And, and it's amazing because we, we already, we'd already made these decisions as a leadership team and made these plans. And then just these words that came through last week about digging deep foundations just really underlined for us that this was God. Um, this was of God, this whole plan. So today we are going to be launching four new life groups uh, on different weekday evenings. Um, they're starting at the end of January. But they, here's the big thing. They're all going to be doing the same thing. So we are all together going to be going through the same life group structure, the same life group format this term. And that format is um, the Freedom in Christ Discipleship course, which is um, something that many of you have probably done before. Um, it's been run as a, as a life group last terms, previous terms before. Steve and Jan have run it most recently. But it's been run by others in the church as well. And it is a really, really fantastic discipleship course. Um, it's something that thousands of churches in the UK have benefited from. And also, um, I was at a Freedom in Christ event recently, a couple of weeks ago, and I was hearing about how it's gone around the whole world. It's now an international sort of movement and it's spread into different countries. It originally started from America, but it's really taken off here. And now it's been translated into various languages. I was hearing that it's now available um, in Egypt. Someone's translated it into Arabic. Um, apparently it's run in um, refugee camps in Syria. Um, and it's been translated into Persian. So it's something that is a great resource that's serving the church internationally. As a ministry, Freedom in Christ International is a fantastic ministry. And I've met some of the leaders involved. And I can tell you they are great people. And they have got a really great vision for... Um, equipping the body of Christ um, around the world. Uh, they were saying that, this is just an anecdote, but they were telling me that every single week on a Friday lunchtime, they have a prayer meeting and they Skype in everyone from all the international leaders. And every single week they pray and they lay the ministry down and they say, God, this is your thing. We're putting it down before you. It's, we're not building an empire. This is your ministry. And they've prayed that every week for the last 20 years. So a thousand times laid down at God's feet. I think that's wonderful. What great way to run a ministry of any sort. And, and God has really blessed it and grown it. What is the Freedom in Christ course, you might wonder? Well, it is a 10-week course. Um, so there's DVDs and, and presenters that kind of teach, do the teaching in the course. It f- focuses on firstly establishing every Christian in the sure foundation of their identity in Jesus It then gives them the tools to break free and stay free from all that holds them back. And it gives a strategy for ongoing transformation. So the three sort of pillars of it are truth, understanding the world and what God says about the world and himself and and us. Turning, so repenting, expressing faith, resolving the effects of sin and being aware of the reality of the spiritual world. And then transformation, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Taking, thought, taking every thought captive and making it obedience to Christ. So it's, it's nitty-gritty, good, solid discipleship based on biblical truth. It's a 10-week course, covers various different uh, subjects, such as uh, choosing to believe the truth, a battle for our minds, handling our emotions well, forgiveness, renewing the mind. And then at the end of the course, when you've had all the teaching week to week, what you do is you go through something called the steps to freedom, which sounds very kind of grand. But essentially what those are is a series of declarations and prayers that give a really effective process 
or resolving personal spiritual issues and dealing with things in your life that could be holding you back. It's clear, it's simple, it's powerful, it's gentle. Okay, and what we're going to do at the end of the term, towards the end of the term, we're going to have an away day where we're going to do the steps to freedom all together. So all of the the life groups um, that will be meeting throughout the term, we're then going to gather together. So here's a big save the date for you. Okay, Saturday the 28th of March at Central House um, from 10 till 3. We're going to be gathering all together and this is for all of us who are doing the course. Um, Children's work can be provided as well. And we're going to be gathering together and going through the steps to freedom together. Okay, you've probably heard enough from me. We want to hear a couple of um, stories of people who've done the course and who have found it beneficial. I just wanted to get a couple of people on their feet. Um, but also, I was chatting to Zoe Yo, who is, um, helps with Chris, her husband, to lead the North Church. Um, many of you will know Zoe. Um, they led it as a, as a life group in the North last term. So I said to her, you know, how would you endorse it? And this is the text she sent me. She said, honestly, it opened my eyes up to things below the surface, particularly unforgiveness of even minor things that slowly build up resentment, bitterness, and are blockers to joy. It gave me responsibility alongside God to take control of the things that I could change with his help and not to be passive. That's very liberating, she says. I've seen breakthrough in areas of my life that I've struggled with for years and felt genuinely helpless and hopeless in. I'd recommend it 100%. Sounds good. Let's hear from a couple of other people. So um, Anna, Paul, and do we have do we have a Yates in the room? Or are they they're in kids? Maybe maybe I'll pick on a Jan instead. Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, we ran Freeman Quest twice in a row, which is good because I am slow to learn. And the second time round was even better than the first time round, and I'm actually looking forward to doing it again because we forget things, and we are in a complete battle all of the time uh, with lots of things around us that aren't true that quite easily want to come in and water down the truth. That is what we need to be really thinking about. So um, over the time when we did it before, I felt like I had a transformation of living in a a way of being like low level constant low level anxiety about thinking I'm not I'm not doing enough not being good enough performance driven kind of stuff and then basically reading truth praying truth every day for six weeks actually longer than six weeks probably about three months uh, changed that and I don't struggle with that anymore. But if I do find a tendency to slip back into that stuff, I know I can find, I can recognise it, and I know how to fight it, and I can come back out of it within a day, rather than getting stuck in again for months and months and months. There we go. Paul. Hi, West. I was thinking, the last time I stood in front of a bunch of people with a microphone, I was doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> Hopefully this is not. Um, I've just completed the uh, Freedom in Christ course with uh, Jan and Steve, who were great hosts, I must say. Thank you to them. Um, but really, for me, um, the course, it was the first time I'd done it, 
and it really allowed me to, to connect with myself and to connect with God. And then at the end of it, somehow put the two together so that I feel that I've come out of it at the other end as a more mature Christian. Hopefully, if you ignore my comments right at the beginning, anyway. Um, we've all got unresolved stuff in, in our life, and um, of course I'm no exception, so you really have to go into the course uh, with an open mind, and I did, and uh, happily I didn't miss any of the sessions, I don't, I don't think, but I really got a benefit from that. So really, uh, for me, God really got under my skin. Owen used the words nitty-gritty, and when I was thinking about coming here, I thought, those are the words, really, nitty-gritty. I didn't want to steal your words. They're great words, but um, under the skin is really, really what it's, what it's about. It's all that unresolved stuff um, that I've, I've had, and many of us have. The course offers a strategy that's based on the Word of God to enable you to, to deal with that stuff we all have a past. No one can take that past away. What the Course does is really allow you, uh, allow God to, to deal with that past so that at the end of the day you become a more, a more mature Christian. And I certainly feel that that's um, what's happened to me. And I've even agreed to go on the tea and coffee rota, so there's the evidence. <laughs> Um, just one final thing for me, at the heart of it was really forgiveness, um, really understanding how God has forgiven me, but then how uh, that forgiveness allows uh, to work in, in my life. And, but it will, the course is very wide ranging, so it will mean different things to different people. Um, whatever your situation, there's going to be something in the course that um, is applicable to you and will allow God um, to, to deal with that. So it is kind and caring, but at the same time, it does really get down to that nitty-gritty and under the skin. So um, there you go. Um, I'm not sure what else I can add to that, really, except to say, if you've done it before... You've been there, done that, and worn the T-shirt. Forget that thinking, because it is really, really good. Each time I've done it, God has hit me right between the eyes with truth. And I'm looking forward to the next time I do it. So please come. Please don't opt out because I've done it. Even if you've done it in the last session, because it's really, really good. And the truth, I don't like airy-fairy. I like truth right between my eyes that I can react to. That's what it is, it's pure and utter truth that changes you, goes right into your bones, right into your heart. And it also builds community because you're with a group of people who you can see benefit from hearing God's truth. And it will ripple out of your life and it's fantastic. If you don't join in, I'll come and sort you out. <laughs> There's my elevation. Whoa! <laughs> now, I, thanks so much, guys, for sharing. That's really good. And I, I completely agree with that thing about if you've done it before. Um, if I was to say, 
I do you know what? I have my car MOT'd in 2011. I don't need to have it MOT'd again. You wouldn't do that, would you? You have your car MOT'd and serviced every year because you need your car MOT'd and serviced every year. And just in the same way as, as, as believers living in this hostile world that we live in, it's not easy being a Christian. And actually doing this, doing something like this regularly is a great thing, as people have already said. So um, there's an endorsement there. Um, you may think, maybe you're thinking, hang on a minute, I quite like being able to choose what life group I was in. You're not giving me a choice. What's that about? Um, well, as, as we said, really, this is, this is about us together going on a journey and about us sinking deeper. It's responding to the prophetic, actually, of what God is saying to us. That's how significant it is. It's God is saying to us, he wants our foundations good because he wants to take us somewhere. So it's an opportunity for us all to get on board with that. And, and also, it gives us sort of a common sense, as, as Jan was saying, it's community building. It, it, you know, it'd be cool for us all to be going through the same stuff every week, engaging with the same biblical material, and being able to talk when we meet up on Sundays and, and share how it's going. And so, I'm unapologetic, really, about that. I think this really is fine for us to be doing the same thing all together. Um, just for this term, it's not going to be forever, but... Um, for this term, it feels like this is a significant thing for us to be doing together. Maybe some of you in the past have thought, hang on, I've quite enjoyed signing up to Southside Life Groups. Well, life groups are changing there too. So they're not actually running life groups this term. They're doing something completely different. Um, so really, you know, we are providing life groups for us as a church. And that's what this is about. It's about building together and, and building this community here. And um, appeal to families... Um, you might want to think about doing it on separate evenings so that you can both benefit um, from it. As I said, we're going, to, we're going to provide kids' work if needed at the away day, so that, you, know, you don't have to just one of you do it. You can both do it if you can work that out. Uh, I appeal to guys. Sometimes guys, you're not that great at signing up to life groups. I don't know whether it's just that kind of, well, I don't know, I've done a life group. Or, or whether it's, I don't know, you're busy with work, fair dues. You know, there's, there's various pressures and things but guys, we'd love to have you really well represented in life groups. Um, and, and, and this is good. It's, um, you, you don't have to come to life group every week and bear your soul. That's not what this is about. It's coming. It's getting the teaching. There is some discussion um, that goes on around the teaching, but you're not, you're not having to bear your soul. Um, it's, it's more about coming and getting the good biblical input, which will do you good and will help you. So um, please do, one and all, sign up. So, just to finish off, I will reveal the groups and what the groups are going to be. So, uh, by the way, I have to say, group leaders, please, uh, please be warned, and I apologise. I had to raid Facebook for some pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> but just so that people know who, who's who. So, on Tuesdays this term in Oldbury, we have the wonderful Helen Ryman and Paul, who you've just heard from, are going to be leading the group in Tuesday. So if you live in Oldbury and Tuesdays is a good night for you, please sign up to that group. Wednesdays, it's myself and Anna with Ali and Mike McMillan as well um, leading that group. That's going to be in Northfield at our house. Okay, that's Wednesdays. Thursdays, we have the wonderful Andrew and Victoria Yates with support from Beth and Jeff Quill. They're leading a group at Andrew and Victoria's house, which is in Edgbaston kind of just off the city road, so that's quite close to here, if you're kind of bare with end. Um, and then finally, on Friday nights, we have Steve and Jan, who've had a great endorsement as great hosts, but they're not actually going to be hosting. Lamchin and Patty are very kindly going to be hosting a group at their house in Northfield on Friday evenings. 
So that's the option of groups that we have with some uh, wonderful, smiley, happy-looking leaders, um, which is good. (laughs) Um, So how are we going to do it? Sign up is no longer online. That's what it used to be. You used to go onto the website and sign up. That's not going to happen anymore. The way we're going to sign up is good old-fashioned face-to-face with a pen and paper um, in, in person here today. You will be able to sign up at the end of the meeting. And what we've done, you might see, we've got uh, tables around the room with the weekday on. Um, and all you need to do is when we break at the end of the meeting, after worship, just when we break for coffee, it'll be an opportunity to just go and give your name to the person, the people on those tables, and just say, yep, yeah, please put me down for the group. And then that's it. You've got your place in the group. It's as simple as that. Okay, so there's going to be some courage and some proactivity and some stepping up needed from all of you guys to actually go and sign up to your group. Your group will not, you won't sign up automatically. Um, You have to do something to actually sign up to the group. So please be proactive. Don't think, nah, I'll do it next week. Because we actually only have a finite number of spaces I really want everyone to benefit from this. So please, be courageous, be bold. At the end of the meeting, go and sign up. If we fill all the groups today, you can still express your interest and put your name down and just give us what nights of the week you can do and we will work something out. But we really want this to be for everyone, for all of us, as we go through this term.